0: Is this the way to Elm Hall Plantation? Yeah, uh, yes, Uh, yes it is, but no one's there. I'd advise you to turn back. It's not safe in this weather. Good evening, boys and girls, or good morning if you're on the other side of the pond. I'm Alex. This is the Montana Musical Experiments podcast. And you're listening to me because I am selling my life's work at the worst price imaginable. You don't have to pay anything except attention. That's what you need to do. You you have to listen to me jabber on like a crazy lunatic about how I came about to making my strange music. This is the fifth week we have uh, we've 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 made a lot of strange tape demos and the time has come for a groundbreaking moment in Alexander Allstrand's life the making of Behind Her In Front Of Me, the single. Like I told you last week, and if you haven't heard it, please just pause, go back and listen to the last week I've left it out there somewhere, and um, hear the story of how I came about making Behind Her in Front of Me. And if if, and and, and if you don't feel like it, it's about ass. Ass. That's what it's about, right? So I made the demo, the home demo version of Behind Her in Front of Me, the only lyrical song on the demo. And um, I showed it to a couple of friends of mine and they said, this is really good, Alex. You ought to do something about this one. You you should make something of it. And I said, yeah, but what? Live? maybe, you know, I don't know anybody who plays. And some, one guy said, I I play the bass. And uh, I know a guy who plays the keyboards and we can do this we should we should do something about this alex oh, yeah it's a good song do it and i said uh let me think about it for like let let me see how long i thought about it uh i thought about it for four weeks possibly three and then i would you know, do my research, check up what do I have in in the area that could facilitate this kind of, you know, a recording session, right? And I found a place in Malmo, Malmo, Sweden. Terrible place if you live there, great place if you're visiting, called Basement Studio. And I booked myself for two nights. August 26th and August 27th 1997 I brought along a couple of friends because I kind of felt that we're gonna have we're gonna have to work on this one together because I mean there's a lot of parts that I that I can do and song I can uh, and I went in and I got this you know, this very nice engineer kind of fellow called called Thomas and um, I explained to him I got this song uh, I want to do it it's it's piano guitar and stuff like that. And I said, sure, <laughs> let's do it. So basically, you got this guy coming from, uh, you know, the countryside, Dalby, outside Lund in Sweden, who's been recording all this weirdness on his uh, home tape recorder. And um, I come into the studio Basically, with with a demo and and an idea, but I was unprepared. I had absolutely no idea how to do things. So, started off with the piano, and then did the vocals on top of it. And we added the bass to it, I think. And we get around to the drums, and he's got a drum set in there, and and we kinda go like, uh, you know, Who's gonna play drums? And I looked at the bass, bass playing bass playing guy. I'm trying to figure out what his name is. I'm gonna get back to that. Looking at him and said, do you play the drums? And he says, nope. And I got a keyboard, keyboard player or possibly he came in for the second night. I can't remember. But either way, it kind of turned out that uh, there's, there's not much you can do about it, Alex. You just have to sit down behind the drum set and do this by yourself. The bass guitar was by a friend of mine called Björn Söderqvist. Nice guy. Uh, kind of. I remember meeting up with him a couple of years later. Still good memories and all of that. And, and the organs and bass guitar on the second night was done by my friend Johannes Sundblad, who also came to be a. a, a, a a player in in um, in in my next venture beyond in the demo. Um, so we were kind of jamming along and kind of like working things out in the studio it was like and, and the weird part is I, I don't know if this is just this is probably just me. This is probably just me reconstructing it afterwards but for me sitting in the studio, having to do everything by myself, knowing for a fact that it's going to cost me, I started playing differently. Things kind of fell into place, the guitars and... and you know, you know, if, if, looking at it today with my point of view, I would have done it... Yeah, we would tried getting the same feel, but I would have done it better. I would have strived for more perfection, but at the point, you know, to me it was like, that was a good take. I'll keep it, <laughs> you know. Uh, trying trying to figure out, you know, um, just figure out what I wanted to do with it. And it was so much fun just seeing things coming together in a good way the drums was okay i missed a beat here and there you know and the bass was spot on you know and 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 the organs that johannes played for me i i you know i can't even replicate that if i even tried to you know that would be you know even after 20 years i'm still lost in there somehow so we recorded for two nights and i got this very nice little tape of it and it was um man it was it was my first single behind her in front of me recorded at the basement studio in Malmo on the 26th and 27th of August 1997. At the same time I discovered Photoshop which basically was you can splash a lot of colors on and then use a lot of effects to make it look trippy. So I made a full four color cover for it that incorporated the same graphics I'd had for um, the previous demo, only with effects. That's nice, special effects. And also I abbreviated myself to become MMXP and I would be MMXP for a very long time afterwards when I wasn't myself or something else and having this gem of a of a track you know, know, calling it a gem might seem like you know, a pretty rash thing of me to say, but to me age 20, this was top-notch, wow, you know What do you do? I gotta have a B-side, because I sure as hell can't release a tape with the same song on each side. Well, I went on and made a very, very peculiar thing called a splitting headache, which was structured in the same bizarre way that I would make Demos back in '96, and as far as I can remember, this this backing track, if you want to call it that, the whole bang bang bong bang bang bong, was sequenced on an Amiga computer. It wasn't PC. I think it was on my Amiga, and then I dubbed on the voices from television, TV, soap drama from um, my first demo. What the hell was I thinking? Maybe subconsciously thinking that I'm throwing back to the demo that gave me, you know, the line that would be linked, blah, 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 back and forth. It doesn't work like that. The B-side is just weird random junk that I put on there because I needed something else I shouldn't have done that I should have left it behind her in front of me the single because it's so good that once you heard it you want to hear it again so turn turn the tape over to the other side and you can hear it one more time for something Every day of Looking for clouds in clear blue skies Wanting for something, what can it be? What the hell was I thinking? It's behind her, front of me. So uh, here's a uh, uh, slight twist to the tale is that this track was obviously so, let me, within parentheses, good, that my friend Patrick Fridtjeffsson, who later on joined me in, um, in Soundscape, I'm um, getting back to that one, decided to make a cover of it. And this, I guess, is uh, is an experience being in the studio, recording something, you know, writing a song that people think that's a good one, I can sing that one, you know, can't you do that one, what the hell was I thinking, you know. and, And then suddenly having somebody come in and say, listen Alex, I made a cover of your song. That's wow. It's a mind blower for a guy who's been making music for seven months and he, he made a great cover by the way I, I put it somewhere in there in my listening experience so you can hear it you know because I think it's it's really he kind of kind of treats it in a very gentle way I myself tried different ways of creating a throwback to uh, to that recording in 97 you know Um, I did a couple of, you know, very random versions in in 1999, trying to add on more guitars and and double-tracking vocals and and harmonica, just like Patrick did, Um, but they turned out strange and then I suddenly decided I'm gonna go upbeat, I'm gonna country and western, but now I'm getting ahead of myself because that's not where I'm at right now the guys I met recording the single version in Malmo, Johannes and I think Patrick was there one night even though he didn't didn't actually do something these guys proved to be a key to the next chapter in the Montana musical experiments project story which is next week so i don't know how, how long i've been talking now it's uh to me it's to me it's 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 been long but i'm that's it you know you will you, you, you didn't you didn't ask to hear the story but i'm going to f- fucking tell it anyway and i can swear as much as i want to because this is my show and if you don't like it, please come back next week because next week we're going to be listening to the lost trip, which is a gateway to so many specific experiences and so many partnerships that I cannot—it's—it's it's going to take forever to get through. I'm Alex, and uh, this is uh, this has been uh, the fifth episode of. Um, The Montana Musical Experiments Podcast. Thank you very much for... (laughs) Thank you very much for driving and listening. And uh, I'll get back to you. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Thomas, if, if you're out there, if you, by any weird circumstance, would have found this podcast and, and listened to what I talked about. I am really, 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 really sorry that I didn't pay you. Or at least didn't pay all of the money I owed you for uh, for this uh, recording experience. It was it was a it was a bad judgment on my behalf, and um, you know what? Uh, just if if you if 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 you found this, get in touch with me, and we'll sort it out somehow. And it was right of you to keep the masters. So um, thank you again for helping me doing this.